0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Somebody asked me, what are the most secure documents in Washington at this point? seems like, all these different politicians—they got stuff scattered all over the place. Mike Pence, Joe Biden—nobody's even talking about the whole rest of the lot. They're all sweating, covering for each other. What's the most secure document? Well, I guess it would be Epstein's uh, flight logs or, or customer list. What do you, how do you make? You know, uh, by the way, they said that the picture with uh, Prince Andrew or whatever uh, was fake. Who knows? How do you? How would you even know? Look at how it smeared him. I don't know. There was a lot of a lot of smoke there for there to be no fire there. It's it's amazing when you think about it that that there was this international ring. I'm going to keep it clean today. And not only does nothing get done about it, you can the information doesn't even get published. At least these people would be ostracized. No, they protect them. I I find the whole thing, you know completely utterly disgusting. I'm not going to get all worked up and pound on my fist today. I just I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying life right now. I uh I don't know if I was telling you guys. You can, you can call me crazy. I don't care. Um I've found that if you listen to ABBA Dancing Queen, you really can't be angry. Like if I if I'm having trouble calming down, that, that's my that's my last resort. What was the story I told you the other day about the guy with it? Maybe that's when I brought it up about the ABBA. Maybe I already said this. The guy swallowing the banana wrapped in the balloon, we'll say. Wow. I mean, what would be the, you know, the idea? You happen to have a banana and, uh, and a condom. I don't know. And then you get angry. And so you naturally would put them together and eat it. I mean, what else would you do? You're angry. I'll show you. <laughs> what was really going on in that story? Probably AI generated. The whole thing's fake. How could that even be true? I have to believe it was. (laughs) Oh, man. How about Biden's niece's uh, diary? You know, they broke into Project Veritas. I don't know what the exact details were. The FBI put a hold on everything, put their top agents out there, stormed the offices of Project Veritas, took the diary back for it never to be seen again. And I feel like uh, they got arrested or charged or something out of that. Like, don't you ever do that again. I think you're going to expose truths about Uncle Joe. Absolutely not. Okay, well, maybe you don't believe me on all this. So maybe it all is nonsense. How do I know? I don't know what to believe any more than anybody. But this is from a credible source published in the Gateway Pundit. Uh, It looks like it's a story. Oh, wow. Let me see. Sent out this document. I didn't drill into this. All right, well, it's written in Ukrainian, so I'm not going to be uh, sharing that with you. So let's presume that the facts of this reporting are true. On the day of the Russian invasion, a fire was spotted outside Intel headquarters, presumably in Ukraine, because Ukrainian President Zelensky ordered government officials to destroy all information on Hunter Biden's uh, uh, involvement with Ukrainian gas companies. He did that on the same day that Russia invaded. Isn't that amazing? I've talked about uh, how Zelensky left the borders wide open. Something is is very, very shady going on here. And uh, one of the things it points to with this, this Ukraine deal is that the United States military had uh, bio labs over there that were – doing some potentially heinous things that they're now saying they're moving to the Congo, ironic enough. Most people don't even know that there's American troops in Africa. Why is that? I don't know that the president really knows. You see what's going on here? It's like a whole shadow government with this uh, military-industrial complex, if true. If true, we don't know. But I don't know. You connect all the dots, and what do you see? I don't know. I have to agree with Jane Fonda. Racism. Well, this is all because of straight white males, clearly. Uh, all the money that's been pumped into Ukraine. Yeah, this all a report. Uh, I don't know. You know, Surgeon General or Inspector General or whatever. Uh, no evidence of any misuse of money in Ukraine. Yeah, Because they don't know where any of it went. How would there be any evidence of any misuse? Nope. Couldn't find any evidence. All covered up. Nice and clean. I'll bet. How's all this allowed to go on? That's what you have to ask yourself. How's it allowed to go on? No accountability. That's the answer. People are just lied to. People accept it. There's a great story here. Got a couple of good things from our buddy Dan. Pete, I want to talk about something that he shared with me. I thought it was good. It's uh I said I wasn't gonna be here. It's it's like twenty forty 2040 here, twenty forty three to be exact as I record this. Way past my bedtime. And uh, I told you, sometimes I get done the meeting, uh, and uh, this is a meeting I'm obligated to. And, um, well, you know, not obligated to, but it's a regular meeting for me, which is what kind of messes up my schedule. When I was a little younger, like two years ago, before I turned 50, three years ago, I guess, before I turned 50. I'm 52. Three years ago, when I was younger, (laughs) I used to be able to stay up later. But then I turned 50, and as you know, everything begins to change. So these days, uh, a lot of times I don't make it back for the Thursday podcast because of that. And I've just been kind of playing with my schedule anyway for other different reasons. Tonight, I happen to be a little jacked up. Why would that be? I don't know. It just happens sometimes. Sometimes I am just come home and pretty much ready for bed, usually. Uh, but then sometimes I'm a little little jacked up. And that means I'll be up till midnight. And then tomorrow, I'm going to have a hard time waking up. Usually I wake up before the alarm. Tomorrow I'm going to drag myself out of bed a quarter after five. And then that's going to mess me up for two more days. And that's all because I'm old now, because I'm over 50. And you know what happens when you turn 50. Anyway, where were we here? Um, First, they lied about the range is the title of this article. It's really interesting. Uh, They're making this um, uh, uh, comparison to how they – pushed out masks and then vaccines uh, to the marketing and selling of electric vehicles. He said uh, what they basically done, the formula was that there was a dire problem that required immediate action. And, you know, as I listen to this, there's three things, actually. Uh, The the masks, the the vaccines, the whole uh, pandemic pandemic this electric car thing and uh, also this uh, lawsuit I'm going to have shortly with this company about the doors on my house. And in each of the cases, it was this tactic. You got to decide today. You know, I didn't, I wasn't ready to do the doors. The guy comes in. He's like, old last year's pricing. I'm like, you know what? The, and the price of the doors like almost doubled, you know, in that, that pandemic period. We moved in, you know. The pandemic started, and uh, we've got quite a few doors on this house, and quite a few large doors, and we want to replace all them. And then, you know, we're trying to manage a, a budget, which we completely blew, by the way. But that's another story. And um, anyway, we did half the doors first. thing you know, and then how did I know that the world was going to go, you know, completely kapunk there, and you know, prices doubled. Prices on houses around here doubled pretty much, not completely across the board. You know, our value didn't double, but it's up like 50% and holding there. I mean, I I don't know about the sales times right now. Definitely doesn't seem like things are selling in a weekend like they were. might be a little harder to get a mortgage and whatnot. But I don't think the values have gone down not much. Now, maybe I guess you have to sell in a hurry or something. Anyway, point being – You know this guy tricked me basically, Uh, and that's not exactly how the story went. But put it this way, you know, he's like, I can only hold the price until today, and which I knew was a lie. I could have strung it out, but I had done business with him. I could tell he was eager to, you know, get the order. Maybe he was locking in some kind of pricing or something, is what I thought. And now I'm going to end up in court with this yin yang. But it was the same with the uh, with COVID, and I was here for it. I I was talking yesterday about. You know, going back things that I said, if you remember back at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, follow the advice. I was skeptical, but I was like, I don't think we need to just kinda, you know, go with the program here, because you don't know. Well, that all turned out to be untrue as any get out. But it was the same thing. We gotta mask up, gotta mask up. Gotta gotta um uh what do you call it? Uh stay at home. Gotta do it now, gotta do it now. Gotta get vaccinated so we can over get vaccinated. It's like, uh, you know what, we got to put a stop to that. This shouldn't happen like that, moving everything along. And, and, and all of a sudden, we come out of COVID, and a lot of things are a lot different. Do you realize that? And and the steps it took, right? So then you look at this electric car thing, and I read this, and I'm thinking, you know, it's really a great point. You know, I've brought it up a few times and done, you know, my whole diatribe uh, dissertation on it. But very simply, how in the hell do you explain that people are rapidly moving to, I think, a, 3 million cars a year or something like that? Moving to electric vehicles, knowing that our electric grid can't support it, there's not even remotely enough infrastructure in place. You got yin yangs in New York City that uh, are converting electric trucks, and they couldn't use them in the snow. Is crazy. Uh, they're getting electric cop cars that, that they can't keep running for the shift. It's it's nuts. Nobody knows about the fire hazards. And look, I, I'm a fan of electric vehicles. I've said it over. I think they have a place. You know, I have a buddy who's much more into cars. He said, ah, they were tried many, many years ago and, and ruled out. I'm like, well, there's a reason why they use electric trains, right? And maybe that is the technology. I, I don't really know much about that. Uh, I think in the case of, you know, the, the thing with electric motor is it has wildly more torque, which is why even the most mundane electric car drives like a sports car. It really does if you've ever driven one. Now, you know, you suck the battery down in fifteen minutes, but that's another story. You know, it has so much torque. So, I don't know much about the electric train technology, but the electric train is, you know, has a generator that's powered by a diesel motor. It's kind of strange, right? Why would you just run a diesel motor? And the answer to that, I believe, uh, well, there are diesel locomotives, but uh, in the case of the electric, I think it, it's the torque that it provides. Is much higher, so there, there. I don't know what the there has to be a formula for the efficiency exchange, and that's just going to happen. You know, anytime you're converting energy, I, you know, like a anytime you're stepping down, stepping up, uh, like with a transformer, there's a, there's a loss there. You know, the newer equipment is more efficient when you transfer from the wire to the light bulb, but I don't know if that's the best, yeah. To the I believe there's a loss there. There's a loss over the length of the lines. Most people never think about this stuff. I know you think I'm nuts, but my point is this: um, people are buying up this stuff. Governments investing in it heavily with no place to plug them in, and you know, and you still people are arguing to get vaccinated, and they're still pushing it. The taxpayer money still funding this garbage. I, how, how does this all go on? No accountability. Simple solution. And and people uh, just go on and believe in the smart people. There's people probably listening right now. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think it's good to get vaccinated. Probably the same people wearing a mask around in their car, despite the fact that like 90 percent of the population got COVID anyway. Well, we had to, we had to dampen the curve. Remember that. Oh, they had an answer for it all. To protect the elderly. Now, now, now. Never again will I make this mistake. This is the wisdom that comes from being a ripe old 52. Boy, will I see that. Like, why are you pushing this on me like this? What is the cost and why is this being pushed on me? That's what we need to ask. I think I summed that up pretty well. I'm going to, with that as a segue, I'm going to move on. (laughs) Great story, by the way, if you want to check it out in the show notes. Uh, What else do we have here? Ah, yeah, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. This is a story out of the Hill, which I don't really even call it a credible blog anymore, but uh, I think Dan might have sent this to me too. Um, GOP moves to stop unelectable Senate candidates. I didn't even really get into this. GOP moves to stop unelectable Senate candidates. Uh, the campaigns, arms endorsement of Jim Banks in Indiana, Senate Republican primary on Tuesday marks an unofficial departure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I should have looked into this a little more. I'm not even really sure what this article says. It doesn't really matter. I didn't get it teed up. Let me tell you. Uh, the GOP, is as, as much as I was exposed to it here in our county, is the most rotten, filthy, unethical pigs I've ever seen in my life. Un-American, I forgot that in there, too. And I don't know if I said that with enough emphasis, quite frankly. If anybody was around for this story, speaking of things that I said, you remember that I went down to the county, um, the meeting, uh, what was it, the reorganization meetings when they're going to vote in a new, new board. I really can't even tell the story, I get so worked up. I literally screamed out in a room full of 500 people. I, I was sweating my blood pressure went through the roof and I literally almost ran up on the stage and took the microphone I kid you not and this is out of character for me I the the games that I, the the, the ballads were misprinted. all that you, you could have pulled the playbook out of the 2020 election and I'm watching this go on and I'm, I I looked down at the lapel pin on my on my uh on the lapel of my jacket. Do you know what it is? It's a flag and the Marine Corps flag. And I thought to myself, this is what I took an oath to defend with these filthy pig lawyers up here? Steal? And listen, I could go on and on about this. It's not why I brought it up. But I just want to tell you, I cannot really emphasize enough The filthy cesspool of politics and the games that these people are playing, and probably some of them that you think you like. I don't know. There's just something about the whole environment. Well, I got a little vindicated. Anyway, I was going to say, I thought this article was different. I got sidetracked there. I thought it was talking about the GOP's struggle to get good candidates. And I thought to myself, hey, and I had this conversation with a lot of people. You know, you might not agree. I don't know if I would have got elected or not. But i am going to tell you, there's at least a two or three people that are interested in having me run, which is why I came up in the first place. Okay? You know, I'm, I'm right now I'm juggling. Maybe I'll get a chance to share it with you here if I can. Uh, the email I sent to our chief of police, I'm thinking about going to our town board meeting. Maybe you heard me talk about that. I really don't want to go. But people are asking me to go get involved because they do appreciate what I have to say. I just don't know if I can do it. Anyway. Uh, I got a little vindication. This is from Peter in Florida. He said, my dad was a superintendent of schools in five counties over his time, plus a city manager. That's a pretty incredible resume. He said, he ran for city council, spent about $9.21 in gas. No pamphlets, just door to door back in the day. It's still how it can be done. Won the chair seat with the highest votes. He lasted his two years, walked away, disgusted with it all. He was willing to give his time and money, et cetera, just to help the horror show. Yeah, unbelievable. I, so that was my point. You know, maybe you don't think I'm the most glamorous candidate. Maybe you wouldn't even vote for me. Uh, when I got all outraged at that meeting, the old lady sitting next to me said as much. She did. She stood up, with her finger in my face. I would never vote for you. You know, I said, good. Get out of here. Oh jeez, I'm gonna have to get to bed soon. I'm not done talking yet, so you're gonna have to listen a little longer. I've been talking. Oh, did I skip something? No, I didn't skip anything. Um, so let me talk a little more about this Memphis story because I got a little feedback, and I appreciate everybody's comments. Um, not everybody agreed with me, which is to be expected. And for those of you that don't agree with me, well, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> um, not, yeah, look, I understand there's gonna be different perspectives. But let me just tell you something. Uh, if if you if people don't understand legally, you open the door. You allow it, you allow it to happen to you, your wife, your child, and that's just the way it is. And the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, it, it is going on. Or I saw a video, uh, There's quite a few popping up on social media since this came out. It was a pretty benign arrest. Two officers. It looked like a, maybe a robbery suspect, maybe a warrant inside a little convenience store. Maybe they knew the guy, maybe known scumbag, all these things we've talked about. Maybe drugs involved, maybe the officers were were on speed, maybe not. Maybe the guy was on who knows what, maybe not. Maybe he was a violent predator, maybe he wasn't. But either way, two officers, one's going to put the cuffs on, and one has a rifle pretty much aimed at his head. The guy is on the ground, seems to be more or less complying, everything is happening fast, and the cop with the rifle is kicking the guy in the head as he's on the ground the other officer on top of him. Now, explain to me how that's an allowable tactic. Explain to me how we have the presumption of innocent, that you're supposed to be uh, presumed innocent until guilty, minus a couple punches in the face if we don't like the way you treat us. Now, uh, you know, truth be told, uh, I don't really have this problem. Uh, I've been pulled over a few times recently. Had interactions with the police, and it's been completely, entirely positive. Uh, but so are most of my other interactions. With, with in lots of ways, even like the VA. Hear the horror stories of the VA. I've had great experience with the VA because I don't act like a yamule. You know, if you act like a decent person, give people a little respect, and it's amazing how you get treated. But that's not really what we're talking about. And, you know, you say, "Wow, this is these inner city scumbags, the, the, the them. It doesn't work like that. And, you know, uh, well, let me let me read to you what I wrote the chief of police. Uh, I'm going to change the name. thought you wouldn't know anyway. Hi, Frank. How are you? It was good to see you the other night. I still remember well and follow your great advice. Look sharp, act sharp, be sharp. You do it well. This is my email to the chief. Let me back up a second. I didn't set this up. Uh, he sent out an open letter that um, basically, if you know what an open letter is, he was uh, being critical of the police. And he shared this publicly. And the gist of it, you know, I didn't think it was poorly written really, but it was kind of one of these, you know, we this is, a, we need to do more and. You know, especially in the area of racism, and I was like, "Well, what? and and I'm actually not on the the list, the email, you know, the town's email list. This is how how arm's length I try to be. I'm not even on the on the email list to stay up to date on the news, you know, from the town. And uh, but you know, my friends and neighbors are so I start getting these emails. Have you seen this? And and he's pretty well liked, and um, but people weren't really too happy about it. And so I, I wrote him this email. And I actually didn't send it immediately. I sat on it a few days. But let me just share it with you, all right? He sends out an open letter. You know, we need to do more. And I'm like, oh, we need to do more. <clears throat> Here's what I said to him. Hi, Frank, how are you? It was good to see you the other night. I still remember well and follow your great advice. Look sharp, act sharp, be sharp. You do it well. I was afforded a copy of your open letter by a neighbor. I'm not a subscriber. It's very interesting, some of the responses I'm hearing. I have to believe some of it is much different of your intended effect. To be expected, given the emotion involved. Regardless, in my opinion, you're showing strong leadership by sending the letter to address the issue head on. It's good for the community, so thank you. I don't know how much you know about my background, but it's diverse, particularly in terms of race. I'm no expert, but I know a bit about the black community and also the police culture. Many of my veteran friends are also police Black or both. On both fronts, I find the Memphis incident extremely concerning, mainly because I know there are cops that like to fight. Thank God there are, but not for this. We don't know all the facts in the Memphis case, and the average person has no idea what it's like to make a late night traffic stop in Memphis. Despite all that, I cannot think of a single case other than imminent death where a face and head strikes should be a permissible police tactic ever. Now I see popping up videos on social media from all over the country showing face kicks and punches, even in relatively easy arrests. It's amazing to me that we live in a country where you're supposed to be presumed innocent but might be punched in the face anyway. Even if it doesn't result in death, it's wrong. To that end, my question is very simple. Do we have a firm policy that clearly prohibits face and head strikes? If we were to go back through recent police reports, would there be any events of face and head strikes that are occurring by our officers? It's a serious question. This isn't a race issue, not to say there aren't race and other issues affecting this event, probably narcotics as well from the video I saw, but at the end of the day, it was misused tactics. I hope you can make sure it never happens here. here. I really couldn't imagine that happening to my son. I'm sure you feel the same on that. Frank, I hope you're well. A few residents asked me to come to the next commissioner's meeting to comment on some other matters. I really don't want to, but even at this late hour, I'm still considering. If I come, I'm going to say what I said in this email. If I do decide to come, I'll try to give you a heads up. Thanks, Frank. Chris. He. Uh, this is what he emails me back. Chris, like after the George Floyd incident, Tyree Nichols' incident has again created a lot of concerns surrounding police use of force training and accountability. I have often stated that there is nothing pretty about police use of force even when it is legally justified. I'm out of the office today and tomorrow for training, and I'll follow up with you on Friday. Thank you for your kind words. Stay well. Lie, 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 lie. Flashing red light. Why do I say that? And I know this guy pretty well. He's my neighbor. He's the chief of police. I've had, uh, you know, um, what shall I say, interactions with him. And it's been entirely positive, quite frankly. And he's well-liked. But this is BS. I asked a simple question. Do we have a policy? You took the time to write this. You could have simply said, yes, we do have a policy, Chris. And... You know, he'd probably say something on the, on the police. Well, in terms of your police report question, it's just really not something I can comment on. You have to go through the right-to-know process, blah, 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 blah. That's how you diplomatically handle that. This is um, misleading. He's thinking about how he's going to answer this. And let me, let me just break down for you a couple things because there's a lot you could take away from this so that you can email your uh, representatives and so forth. And maybe you don't know them. But listen, find a way to offer a compliment. That's the way you want to start. You see what I did? Hey, and this it was, I remember I'm saying, look sharp, act sharp, be sharp. Frank, that's that's the attitude our cops need. Thank you. I agree. It always kind of stuck in my head. And, um, you know, I thanked him for making the effort to write the letter. And I, I do feel that way. I'm glad he took it on and subjected himself to this, right? If he didn't do that, I wouldn't be writing him this. Uh, so, I thanked them for that. found something to be appreciative of, even though quite frankly I really don 't uh super respect this guy you know he 's not a bad guy, like i said um he 's a good guy uh but i don 't have a lot of respect for his i don 't say his work ethic um but you know his his management uh a lot of these chiefs of police I think are in a tough spot with the politics, so i don 't know if you can really really blame them. Uh, certainly not completely, but the point being I, it's not like I have some uh you know love fest for this guy, but I found a way to be pleasant. You see what I'm saying? I don't jump into you want to explain to me no you don't do, it's you're not gonna be productive with that you mean' gonna i would just ignore that like any person would be. I got somebody phone bombing me now i I feel like they must know me because the way they're calling me um the number they're contacting me on the way they're referring to me. Um, but they don't say what it's about. Chris, I'm really trying to get in touch with you. Oh, then you really need to tell me what this is about because I don't blindly answer calls. Sorry. Anyway, um, you know, you just fire off a nasty uh, email or whatever, and I wouldn't expect a response. Um, and then you just create a whole bunch of problems. But anyway, let me just get into the tactics here and a little more specificity on the email. Um, so I compliment them. And uh you know, tell him, "Hey, here's my perspective on this. I'm concerned about this, and you know agreeably, we don't know all the facts. Um, but here's here's the other big point. Um, I'm pinning him in a corner with these questions, and that's why he's wiggling, and I knew it was. This was like the gut point. I'm like,, hey, you know, and you know, you're great, and I really respect the letter, and you know, I've got a little background on this, and this is concerning. I understand we don't know all the facts, um, but wow! now you find out that a lot of this is going on in in many places. I'm going to tell you right now, I would be willing to bet that you could go in almost any police station on a Monday morning and find somebody that's been beat up. I have said over and over again, frankly, I do believe it is an enforcement tactic that should be available to police in certain cases, uh, certainly when they're being uh, struck. But face and head strikes, especially with your fist, is not even a recommended defense tactic. For your own, the officer is risking injury. Why would you allow the officer to knowingly engage in tactics that could result in injury to them and costly insurance claims of the taxpayers? Makes no sense. No, Even even if the officer is getting punched in the face, if you've taken any self-defense training, you, punching him back in the face is not the best answer to that. And, and the evidence is, like I said, with the, this this Memphis thing, you have, you have four big cops all holding this guy down, the are kicking him in the face, and they still can't get him under control. Maybe that's an indication that we ought to take a different approach, right? And beyond all that, I'll give you another case. I saw this video a little while ago. Um, a a large black woman hauls off and punches this white... I think he's trying to arrest her or whatever. And he hauls off and punches the white cop in the face. And the white cop... I didn't look at it too closely. Middle-aged, overweight white guy cop. Then she gets a second shot in on him. You know, he kind of goes reeling back. Then she turns around this this... Uh, large, you know, physic, more physical black cop, Dexer knocks her out cold on the pavement. And I look at that. Now, on one hand, you can say, hoorah, right? She got what she deserved. Now, backing up a second, uh, she was either drunk or mentally ill, maybe both, quite frankly. um, and And, you know, yeah, I mean, she did kind of get what she deserves. But where I'm from, black cop should be fired for punching her like that. He could have killed her. He could have killed her. That's one reason why it needs to be prohibited. Just bare knuckle punch somebody in the face to the point that they knock out and not get knocked out and slam their head on the pavement. I guarantee you, she had a concussion. And she could have died from it. Okay, she drunk or mentally ill or both. Punches a fat white cop who who he doesn't even have enough defense training to get out of the way of, of some overweight black woman, middle aged black woman. And he should be fired too for that. You you sack of potatoes pile of crap. You can't even put your hands up quick enough to defend that? Come on. And we're going to sit here and defend the police and all this crap. You're going to blame that one on the hiring mistakes? You got a white cop, a black cop. They've been around for a million years. They're both older. And they can't even reasonably take a a middle-aged, overweight black woman into custody without knocking her out and slamming her head on the pavement? You're going to tell me these tactics don't need to be looked at? I disagree. Anyway, by me putting this to the chief and this line, if we were to go back through the recent police reports, would there be any evidence? Yes, is the answer. And he's not going to be able to answer it. Uh, that's the email. The response is, I don't know, kind of to be expected. Am I going to go to the meeting? I don't know. Um, but I hope he can take a few tips on how to handle, uh, writing a proper email. I got a response and, uh, and actually I did email him. I'm anxious to see if he does follow up with anything more. So what I did is I responded back. Uh, Hey Frank, I really appreciate you taking the time to respond, thanking him and thanking him forward. Here's a link uh, you could check out if you're interested. I don't know why you would be. Why is Black Lives Matter blaming the Tyrese Nichols' death on white supremacy? Black Lives Matter is a, is a criminal organization. How is that even being they even allowed to make public statements? They should be shut down. Arrest them to, to recover the money that they pilfered from well-meaning white people, even if they were completely stupid. Um... What's this? Oh, this is the link to the uh, the fight with the woman. You can check it out if you want to from Reddit. Sent to me by Dan. Thank you, Dan, for all the contributions. Anyway, I appreciated all the comments on that. Uh, I think I'm going to let it go. As far as an issue, we kind of covered it to death. And uh, it's getting a little late here. I'm going to sign off. I appreciate you listening to me, especially at this late hour. I know my voice is a little raspy. What are you going to do? I'm having a good time. The audience seems to be responding well. I'm getting in shape. I've been telling you, I always feel better. Got a couple of good things going on. Hey, I'm just going to stay positive. Keep getting things done. One way or the other, we're going to get through this. Hey, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. sure hope to see you there. Make it a great day.